Welcome back in. This is Wake Up Memphis. I'm Steve Gill. And, uh, you know, Washington, D.C. has been described as a southern city with northern sensibilities. Todd Starnes uh, venturing into the Sin City with uh, the CPAC conference. And, Todd, you, got, you still got a little bit of country gravy on your chin there, just, just a little bit. But can you even find sweet tea and country gravy in Washington, D.C.? Steve, I take great exception with what you just said. Washington, D.C. <laughs> is not a southern city. I'm drinking unsweetened tea, and they <laughs> offered me toast for breakfast. There's not a biscuit any like 80 miles from Washington, D.C. You have to pack it in when you go to a place like that. You have to like bring your own. <laughs> Provisions, yes, we should. <laughs> B-Y-O-S-T, bring your own sweet tea. <laughs> exactly. You know, it was funny. I was checking at Memphis International yesterday, flying out to uh, tier to CPAC, and the, the ticket agent and I were lamenting about how there are no good barbecue joints at the airport anymore. So, unfortunately, we've been homogenized even in Memphis. You know, at least at the Nashville airport, they now have, you know, these live music presentations going on to try and play the Music City uh, theme. They, they've got to put barbecue at the Memphis airport, even for people that would just fly in and fly out. They have to be able to do that. Hey, so who are the big guests that are speaking at CPAC? I know that they kind of had lower attendance for a few years because of COVID, but uh, they're back. And uh, I expect they've got the A-list uh, back in place. Well, they've got me speaking, so that's pretty much all our audience. That's as they get. <laughs> No, it's it's look. It's going to be a great uh, great day. As a matter of fact, I'll be kicking things off, uh, leading a panel discussion with members of the House Freedom Caucus on the main stage, um, and later, of course, the big names. Yeah, we're talking about Senator Marsha Blackburn. Uh, she's going to be speaking. Uh, former President Trump will be here, and former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. But Steve, I think it's really interesting. On the, the story is who is not going to be here, and that's former Vice President Mike Pence and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. They, they are going to be no-shows at the Super Bowl of conservative politics. What's the explanation for that? I mean, Pence, you know, it's a conservative uh, uh, gathering, so I can understand Pence not being there, but why isn't Ron DeSantis there? It's, it's, it's a head-scratcher, and, and I will tell you that his team is really giving him bad advice, I think. Um, they're keeping him isolated from the media, I know with our show, he is the only major 2024 contender who has not done an interview with us. And, and they're very condescending. You know, when, uh, when reporters try to get interviews, uh, they're, they're, they would say things like, well, check back with us next year. You know, you don't play that kind of game in politics. So here's the, here's the challenge for Ron DeSantis. If he wants to win the nomination, he needs to be hanging around conservatives at CPAC, not Jeb Bush and Kenneth Buckport, Maine. Yeah, and, and you talk to conservatives. You, you personalize yourself. I mean, that's one of the values that talk radio has, conservative talk radio, is is they get to hear you on their local stations. They get to hear you with the local hosts that sound like them, that have you know a bit of South in their twang. Uh, you're not going to do well trying to dodge that and not you know kind of personalizing yourself. You can bet Pompeo and others are going to be happy to appear whenever and wherever they can. As a matter of fact, uh, Secretary Pompeo is going to be a guest on our show tomorrow. Uh, we're sitting down with him today for an interview, and we'll play that back during our show tomorrow. We we have a, a dozens of guests that are going to be coming on the program. All the A-listers here will be on the Todd Stern Show starting at 11 o'clock this morning. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, then we had the replay segment with uh, the Todd Starn segment earlier today with Representative Dan Bishop, North Carolina, one of my favorites in the Freedom Caucus. He is truly a superstar. And if, 
if Republicans do get uh, back in power in the White House and the Senate, man, I'd put uh, both Ted Cruz and Dan Bishop at the top of my list for Supreme, Supreme Court appointments. Um, yes, either one of those would make incredible picks for the Supreme Court. So it's look, it's I think it's going to be a fun it's going to be a fun team packet. It'll be interesting. This is the first time it's been back in D.C. since the pandemic. And the crowds were really good. Um, they were doing two CPACs, one in Dallas, the other in Orlando, and we spoke at both. And uh, the crowds were good, but it'll be interesting to see how many people have decided to venture back inside the swamp. Todd, one of the, the big wins came yesterday. Again, people talk all the time that you know Republicans talk the talk but don't walk the walk. But uh, yesterday in the Senate, following the, the passage in the House of, of restricting this sort of ESG requirement that environment and sociology and and governance should be dictating the investments that uh, fund managers put in place. Uh, the Republicans in the Senate voted for this bill to stop the uh, Biden administration's effort to force their kind of social justice agenda on investment decisions. And you had two Democrats, Ben Tester from uh, Montana and Joe Manchin from West Virginia. Uh, you had uh, Kirsten Sinema from uh, Arizona vote with the left to uh, keep this policy in place. President Biden says he's going to veto the bill, but at least Republicans, along with a couple of Democrats, are taking some action. They're fighting, and, and that's all we can ask for. We, we know that we, we are in the minority in the Senate, but it's good to see the Republicans fighting, and I think that gives conservatives hope, and it gives them a reason to get out and campaign and volunteer and knock on doors and try to retake not only the Senate, but also the White House in 2024. And that's why these kinds of meetings are so vitally important. You know, this is really a pep rally to get folks, you know, fired up and, and to really focus, begin to focus on the campaign trail. This is going to be a slugfest going into 2024. Uh, I think the polling data pretty much speaks for itself. President Trump, 30 point lead over his opponents. Uh, it's, it's uh, I, I mean, we're looking at the next nominee of the of the Republican Party, Donald Trump. The question is going to be who's number two. Well, and, and it's a particularly good pep rally for Donald Trump because these are people that have gathered from all over the country. They're going to go back to their communities, back to their Republican activism, their conservative activism. And, and they're basically going to spread the message of what they saw at CPAC. And and they're going to see well, Trump. They're going to see Pompeo. They're going to see a few others uh, not seeing um Ron DeSantis, I agree, is a, a big mistake on his part. And don't they, they usually take a poll of CPAC attendees. And, yeah. and obviously, if you're not there, you're not going to do as well as somebody who is. Straw poll, that's right. And, and I will say this, expect President Trump to point out frequently that Ron DeSantis was not here. Uh, that is, I believe that was <laughs> surely <a> not. <laughs> surely he would not bring up the AWOL Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Where's meatballs? <laughs> this this is the uh, kinder, gentler uh, Trump 2.0, where he's he's not going to be as aggressive. We've been told. I, I'm seeing the same Trump that has won in the past, and is certainly uh, you know moving forward yeah. as uh, as the likely Republican nominee. Yeah, I'm with you, Steve. So I, look, I'm feeling good about this. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, we've got the team here: Caleb Park, our managing editor; uh, Alan Morrow, our one of our great writers, is here. Uh, also, Grace Baker, we, the, the dream team has been reunited. It's like, <laughs> it's like the Lakers from the 70s and 80s. It's, 
by the yeah, I, I love the comment not long ago. By the way, somebody asked uh, Michael Jordan if he thought his Chicago Bulls teams of the of the uh, '80s and '90s could could fare well against LeBron and the Lakers, and he said, "Yeah, you know, it'd probably in a seven game uh, contest, we you know we'd go four three. And the reporter said, "Well, you you really think you could you could win that?" He goes, "Yeah, but you got to remember, we're all in our 60s. <laughs> By the way, speaking of that, what's up with John Morant? Who did he who did he tick off at the Washington Post? Good oh Lord. man, and, and six months later, you know, a, a kid, you know, basically getting into a slugfest on his basketball court, and then you know, complaining about it. Look, if you're if you're man enough to play with Jai Morant and uh, and the guys that would be playing on his home court, you got to be man enough to take some uh, take some pushing and shoving. And somebody needs to do a health and wellness check on the security guards at Wolf Chase. I mean, geez, <laughs> um, I, I will say this: the bigger story there, and and we'll maybe we'll dip into this next week when we get back. But the bigger story is why did the Memphis Police Department and the Shelby County Sheriff's Department cover that story up? Yes, yeah, like what six months old at least. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's very odd, very odd. Uh, the Memphis Police Department so busy uh, focusing on other things rather than, uh, you know, sometimes enforcing the law. We've got some great folks uh, that are in our police department, but they're either overwhelmed, underfunded, undersupported. And uh, I'm sure that was a call from up high, not from the police officers on the streets making that call. Well, it's and, and again, it's, uh, you know, John Morant is young. He's going to make, make mistakes. Everybody does that. And especially when you're making millions of dollars and you're a high profile, you know, professional athlete, those kinds of things are going to happen. But you also have to live by the same laws that everybody else has to live by. So, um, you know, you can't be driving around flashing, flashing guns at your opponents on the basketball court. You just can't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I know he's 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 got a good crossover dribble, but you can't cross over into a hand that's holding a pistol. It's, I mean, even I can't dribble with a pistol in a hand. Well, uh, maybe one day I'll be able to sit down as LeBron starts, you know, because I self-identify now with Steve Hill. <laughs> um, and maybe we can, you know, do mano a mano as fellow basketball players. By the way, if you uh, run into two of my heroes, Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz, after the spanking they gave uh, Merrick Garland yesterday, pass along our appreciation and support that that they're, like you said, fighting. And, and I think conservatives and Republicans, again, as we look towards the, the two, 2024 election, they want to see fighters. And, and again, they want to see pushback. Uh, we're getting it from the attorney generals across the, the state, the Republican attorney generals at the state level, pushing back against the Biden administration. But, man, it's great to see some senators and House members stepping up as well. To, um, uh, Senator Cotton from Arkansas also doing the same oh, yeah. after being castigated for his uh, pointing out the truth of where the COVID virus came from. And now even the CDC and the FBI have to admit the truth. Absolutely. And and I suspect they're going to get a hero's welcome here at CPAC. And Steve, I, I better wrap things up because we've got to head backstage and get ready for, uh, for the kickoff event. But I hope people know that KWAM is literally bringing people a front row seat to CPAC. It's the only place in Memphis where you're going to get comprehensive coverage of what's happening here in the nation's capital.